Hi, I'm Georgina Hudson from GeorginaHudson.net. This podcast has been created to support you on your path of self-discovery, mindfulness, and compassion, so that we can draw a roadmap together that helps us align mind and heart. Today's topic is beautiful. It's about observing when positive thinking turns out to be negative. For more information about what I do or about me, you can visit my website on uh, georginahudson.net, as I mentioned. You can visit my Instagram account and follow me on georginahudsong, or you can follow my LinkedIn account. So, as I always say, what's up, people? How are you today? Hello, hello, hello. I was inspired to talk about this um, this this week after having lunch with a friend who's going through a very rough time and who told me, and listen to this, I'm afraid that all this is happening to me because I'm vibrating at a low frequency. And it is so crazy then. Because I'm afraid of being afraid as that emotion will make me vibrate low. And I know it seems like a tongue twister, but it is not. I understand my friend perfectly, not only because I know her, but because we are both optimistic and we both share the conviction that when one feels good, when one is well, doors open, we attract what we want and we feel one with the universe. However, however, what happens when we're struck by a crisis or even everyday problems? Are we supposed to repress our fear, our anguish or our anger because otherwise the universe will punish us? Do we really have to think positively all the time? Listen to this. A subscriber emailed me about the same topic. She wrote, I don't know what's going on. I repeat mantras. I meditate. I repeat my affirmations. But my job doesn't manifest. We've exchanged many emails with her that will remain confidential, of course. But the question would be, is being positive and repeating affirmations enough to materialize what we want? Because I firmly believe that when we feel viscerally well and good, we can see the signposts on the road that will show us where to go and what to do. Nevertheless, we must dare to take action to make our wishes come true. If we don't, we are most likely going to stay at home, waiting while no one sees what we have to offer. And do you know what? When you are afraid or hesitant to share your gifts with the world, you are depriving people from benefiting from them. It's a disservice to the world. So please show up. To put all of this in order, I want to emphasize that positive thinking and emanating high vibrations are great if they are authentic and if they are the natural outcome of our inner work. And what do I mean by this? That after diving deep inside us and learning to relate to adversity and the emotions associated with it, we will learn the tools that include using our strengths, constructive thinking, and the practices that will enhance our well-being. 
But if we force ourselves to vibrate high, think positively, and thus attract what we want, the mind won't buy it. The mind won't believe it. And it will worsen what we are going through. Remember, the more we resist our emotional reality, the more it will persist. The complete palette of our emotions comes to teach us something, not just a part of it, not the happy, uh, hippie, uh, beautiful. Do you understand what I mean? Everything is important to our growth. And to this aim, we can learn to relate to, what, to our most challenging emotions instead of covering them up or trying to rip them off. And talking about that, a client told me, but I want to remove what I feel. <laughs> He was like, please, I do want to rip this off. And I obviously understood him. We all want to feel good all the time, right? But my invitation for him was to work together to observe his vital moment as a whole, see what messages this moment is bringing him, observe what needs to be healed and move forward from there. As Matlikata says, every micro moment of new insight, understanding and perspective must be integrated, digested, honored and cared for with curiosity and attention. If we are not able to metabolize our most intense and disturbing experience, we will remain in opposition to it, in a subtle war with it, and we will not be able to use it as a healing ally. And please, this is a very beautiful and insightful quote. So if you want to, go to the written version of this and read read it, hmm? uh, read it, read it again. If we believe that we should only exude positive energy, emotions and thoughts, even in times of adversity, we are going to be doing two things that are harmful to our experience. One is to discredit our real emotions and as a result, feel broken, scared and frustrated. And two, We are going to miss the opportunity to learn from our experience and therefore acquire the internal supplies to live with greater well-being. The Canadian teachers so-called Trudel and Bab, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing their um, surnames, talk about toxic positivity. They say that toxic positivity seeks to reject, deny or displace any recognition of stress, negativity and trauma and instead look through rose-colored glasses. On the contrary, they continue, a positive outlook recognizes both the negative and challenging aspects as well as the more optimistic frameworks and paths. So, my people, embracing what we are feeling with kindness and observing it without judgment are fundamental to loosen the pressure that we should be feeling good all the time and not the way that we actually do. The fear of going through certain emotions creates constriction and that's not healthy. Only from a place of empathy towards our experience can we begin to experience an opening in the chest 
peace of mind, abundance and happiness. And I work a lot with my clients about this. And they come to me feeling such constriction, such, you know, tight fists in their heads and in their chest. And then they suddenly tell me, you know what? I felt the opening in my chest and it is beautiful. Gabby Bernstein, who I love and whom I studied with and who shares her learnings about the book A Course in Miracles, doesn't tell us, eliminate what you feel or you will attract bad things. She tells us, be compassionate, accept your emotions and ask the universe to help you feel at peace or something better. And mind you, I'm not encouraging you to be pessimistic or to feed your negative thoughts. No, not at all. What I mean is that whether you feel the pressure to feel good, even when life hits you, or whether you are anchored in a loop of negativity, the important thing is to work on yourself and to see what your position is trying to tell you. As I said at the beginning, one day we align our minds with our hearts and we feel grateful and we smile sincerely. We go out and people seem to be more friendly and we feel so good that we see the half full glass of water. That is contagious. That is attractive. That attracts what we want. And that is genuine. I hope you liked this post. If you know someone who can benefit from this, please invite them to subscribe because in this way we will build bridges to help one another. I always talk about the ancient tribes where the older people helped the younger ones. But now we are more lonely, now we don't have those tribes, so it is our task and responsibility to be helping one another, to make this world a better world. I'm sending you a big hug, and before I forget, let me tell you that now our podcasts are available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So jump in, subscribe, and see you next week and have a wonderful, wonderful day.